welcome to the IC Dartmouth Podcast. This is Franklin Jacoby. This podcast, you may recall, is concerned with trying to bridge a divide between the sciences and the humanities. A big part of the problem is that there are lots of divides we have put up. Divides between peoples, between ideas, between fields of study. And the worry we might have here, and that we do have here, is that there's actually quite a lot we can learn by breaking down some of these divides. But of course, this is incredibly difficult, especially if the divides are between fields that seem really fundamentally opposed and incompatible with one another. Perhaps the most instinctive example of opposed fields is that of science and religion. However, if you have been listening to many of our past episodes, this idea may no longer seem very intuitive. Indeed, there has always been a lot of crossover between science and religion, whether we are aware of it or not. Crossover is particularly important when we encounter unfamiliar, puzzling, and conceptually difficult problems. Time, a topic we have visited in other episodes, is one such problem. For this episode, I'm going to talk to Dr. Emanuele Chamcho about two concepts of time from the New Testament and about how they might be used to better understand time in theoretical physics. Quite apart from what we might learn about time, this exercise also shows, I think, in a quite powerful and unexpected way, just how fruitful and fascinating it can be to explore parallels between seemingly discordant subjects. And if two subjects are discordant, surely they are science and religion. Emanuele has advanced degrees not only in physics, but also in theology. His scientific work has focused on both theoretical physics, especially quantum information, as well as applications to industry. He currently teaches high school and college level students and is interested in examining theological concepts using ideas from quantum mechanics. So you work on time and in comparing how we can see different concepts of time at work in particularly the New Testament, I believe. And then also we can use that to understand better how time might be working in, in physics. And there are two concepts going on in the New Testament. One is Kairos and the other is Kronos. What are those two different concepts of time? Yes, thank you for the question. Well, uh, in the New Testament, uh, uh, of course, um, uh, the, the concept of time is uh, uh, something which is recurring, and, but it comes with two different uh, um, ideas, two different uh, um, aspects of uh, meaning, I mean. Um, the, and uh, usually, of course, in, in Greek, in, in, the, in the first um, edition of, of, the, of the gospel, which was in Greek, uh, there are two terms uh, which can translate uh, the English word time. And these two different terms refer to different uh, um, really concepts of, of time. The one is Kairos, as, as you uh, were recalling, and the other one is Kronos. Kronos basically is the usual term used for time. That means basically the time which just flows, which makes things happen one after the other. And uh, um, in a sense, this kind of time is trivial, meaning that it, you don't expect anything from the Kronos. Kronos just labels all uh, the happening in, a, in, in some order. So it's just uh, 
uh, a sequence uh, of uh, happening that you can label with uh, uh, with this uh, idea of Kronos. Uh, whereas uh, Kairos is something completely different. Of course, it shares with uh, Kronos the idea of time, but it is always something that uh, it is open to novelty. So you don't know what uh, will follow, basically, uh, when you speak of Kairos. Kairos is always uh, the time that is open to something new, in which uh, something really happens. Because, of course, if you speak of time in terms of Kronos and... Uh, uh, as such, uh, uh, you can expect what uh, will be next after one thing. Uh, this means basically that nothing is really happening because uh, what happens is just something that you could uh, predict. Uh, that's why it, it is without any um, idea of novelty. In Kairos, there is the idea of opportunity. There is something which is... Uh, uh, will happen, will really happen in the meaning that uh, if something happens is something that was not uh, predictable. This is the meaning of happening in a sense. And of course, from a theological point of view, this is what really matters. So the happenings that matters is the happening that um, are not uh, the one you could predict before. And this is basically uh, the way in which we can interpret the action of God. So oh, what God does, uh, the way in which God um, uh, uh, comes into the human world is always something which uh, uh, have um, some dose of uh, novelty. Uh, some amount of novelty that cannot, it's completely uh, novel. The, the action of God cannot be foreseen and uh, it is completely new in a sense. And this, of course, relies mainly in the very fact that uh, between God and man, there is some uh, intrinsic difference which can not be overcome uh, in, in any way, in a sense, that must be preserved in uh, all, uh, uh, all, all the development of, of human history. There is always uh, a difference between uh, God and man. God cannot be um, uh, comprehended, cannot be foreseen, and uh, it is uh, some something, someone, uh, which is always other than, uh, than man. And this irreducible difference is uh, at basis, in my opinion, of course, of uh, these uh, two different layers of time that, uh, 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 that appear in the tales um, of the New Testament, basically. There isn't a in English, a ready translation available for, for Kairos the way there is for, for Kronos. Right. Yes, I think so. Uh, well, yes, uh, in my opinion, there is not a, a, a 
a single word able to translate the word chaos. And not only in English, I, I would say, I, I, of course, I don't know all the languages uh, in the world, but uh, there is no such word uh, in Italian, which is my home uh, uh, language. Um, and in many other languages. So it, and this testifies in a sense of the difficulty to, uh, to grasp this, uh, this concept of Kairos. Of course, there is in Greek, and, but probably, uh, of course, uh, in the New Testament, even this word, this Greek word, has a particular meaning that probably was not the same uh, word used by, I don't know, Herodotus uh, or other uh, Greek uh, writers and so forth. Kairos. So it's has to do with happening and it's not chronological the way chronos is necessarily so is it is there a sense in which it's it's timeless or it's always it's always happening or it's always uh not happening it does it not fit into the 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 chrono the 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 chronological way of thinking about time well yeah um the difference, well, no, let, let me, uh, I'm sorry for that, but let me just uh, um, uh, speak a little bit about physics because in this way, maybe it can help to understand the, the theology. In, uh, well, in, in classical physics, for instance, well, time uh, is a really a parameter uh, which, uh, um, uh, which labels the different position, for instance, of an object, uh, in a physical system, okay, and uh, uh, by the law, by the laws of physics, uh, we can perfectly uh, know, uh, given all the information, um, to predict where the um, the object will be, what will the, what will be the position of the object in any time, which in a sense um, uh, prevents the time of any uh, capability of bringing novelty. Okay. Because everything is uh, deterministic. And uh, so no uh, extra information is, uh, um, uh, is available or will come in, in any way because we know basically everything. Once we know uh, uh, the, um, the position of an object in one precise instant of time, and given some higher physical quantity that are important to, uh, for the dynamics of the system. But given that, um, well, um, time itself doesn't bring anything new, okay? Uh, so I can predict, of course, what will happen, but I, I can say what will happen in a hour that means that in a hour, nothing uh, different from what from my ex, from my expectation will uh, occur. And um, well, coming back to to, to theology, um, in Kairos, this couldn't couldn't be done because uh, uh, time itself uh, brings something new. So um, it's not predictable. So what will happen in a hour in the Kairos domain is uh, really an happening, happening in the sense that something 
that was not expected, that was not uh, uh, predictable, that, that uh, adds some uh, information to our knowledge, that enrich us with uh, something uh, that we didn't have before. So in this sense, uh, um, okay, um, so th th this could be uh, something to understand the difference. So when I speak of happening, uh, I, uh, I mean something, uh, something that really breaks in, uh, in the day, uh, breaks, uh, breaks uh, as a something unexpected. Uh, this is a happening, but even in uh, uh, in our common experience, I would say that this is uh, the case. Uh, I mean, I say that uh, and happening is really when it was unexpected. Otherwise, it's something, well, I don't know if I can call it unhappening, a really happening, even if, for instance, in the, in hot in arts or in performing arts, the happening is something that uh, uh, you cannot uh, say in advance uh, what will be it about. Uh, maybe another way of, of getting, I think that helps. Another way of getting at this maybe is, so just, so for ordinary, ordinary events, you can have a particular time at which they happen. We started meeting at uh, 3.30 Central European time. For things that happen in Kairos, are those just unpredicted events that have a time, that also have a time associated with them? Um, is it um, a spontaneous, unpredictable event? Or is it not something that happens in a chronological time? Well, uh, okay. Um, I, uh... Yes, um, well, uh, of course, there is an order of events that must somehow be uh, preserved. Um, but uh, uh, to say it with an image, we can imagine Kairos as a, um, as a sequence, of course, of uh, instance of time, uh, which is uh, continuous. Mm. Uh, and this is, I mean, uh, um, this is consonant with, for instance, uh, uh, Newton's uh, way of, uh, of thinking about time as uh, something continuous and uh, in which uh, all the instants can be ordered. In, in, so there is a precise uh, ordering and, uh, and they are continuous. And from a mathematical point of view, this could be defined very well. Uh, in Kairos, uh, I wouldn't say that this, there is this continuity of instance of time because uh, uh, they, uh, uh, there is not one uh, event in Kairos followed by another one with continuity. 
So Kairos sometimes appears, uh, and as such, it is difficult to order all these events in a uh, with the same uh, ordering uh, you can do with uh, the instance of time thought as uh, um, as elements of a continue of a mathematical continuous set. Um, okay, and uh, of course, uh, I would say something more. Um, in Kairos, the ordering of the uh, of the events is uh, 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 is all about um, the meaning. I mean, uh, the meaning of history, the sense of history, is precisely the ordering the ordering of the Kairos uh, uh, events or the events in Kairos. This gives. Uh, the meaning, the his, the the sense of the history of salvation, for instance, whereas uh, uh, the ordering of the chronology of the chronological events in history, it, it, this just gives a, a chronology, chronology or history. But even in even historians uh, usually don't just do chronology; they they do history and so he, he, them, they themselves uh, uh, produce an ordering which uh, yes which uh, bear more on kairos than on chronos in a sense and uh, um, uh, there is one other difference that i envision that is the following. Um, we, we can uh, we can image the, the the instant of time in Kronos as uh, uh, stemming from one initial point, which pushes all these uh, uh, instants of time in one direction. Uh, in Kairos, it is uh, quite the opposite. There is a uh, uh, a final point which attracts all the instance of time. So this is just an image, of course, that uh, could be better um, described, but uh, it helps to to pick some difference, well, to, 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 to understand some difference. I see, I see. It sounds a bit also like how maybe me certain memories work. You might recall an experience and yeah. not be able to order the particular events in the experience, but the experience itself has a kind of, I don't know, unity without a clear ordering of uh, parts yes, of that unity. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah, yes, yes. This is, yeah, okay, uh, it's interesting. O of course, also thinking about that. And of course, it's like college, there would be uh, thinking on pattern that could fit uh, this, uh, this discussion, uh, yes. I mean, thinking a bit more about the theology, are are uh, miracles instances of Kairos? Well, my, the miracles. Uh, it's interesting. Uh, the yeah, the discourse about miracles, uh, uh, especially the the, the ones uh, performed by Jesus uh, in the gospel. Um, 
because uh, yes, the miracle has are precisely uh, the way in which Kairos appears in its uh, uh, more evident form. And uh, um, if you think uh, of them uh, carefully, uh, you can say that the miracles are always interventions on the time order, which is significant because imagine the healing of a sick man, in a sense, brings back things as they were before. So there was a man, then he got sick, and you bring it back to the initial condition when he was healthy. Um, and uh, or think for instance at um, the miracle of it was the first miracle uh, told in, in the gospel that was the miracle at the wedding of Cana, um, in which uh, in which basically there is a mistake about time that is in a sense resolved because uh, there is the the the, the, the Yes, the, the, the master of table, I don't remember what, it, but anyway, uh, the, the name, I am, I'm not sure about the, this is the correct name, but in, anyway, the, the, the main waiter or the master of the table, I don't know how to call it, but anyway, <laughs> he, uh, he made a mistake because uh, he served the, the good wine uh, at the beginning uh, and uh, the, the bad wine, at the end, uh, and uh, the, the miracle is all about restoring the correct order, the correct temporal order. So in order to, uh, uh, and, and, and the miracle is such as, the, the, well, the intervention of Jesus uh, uh, makes the things happen in the correct order. So first there was the bad wine, that in the master of the table mind was the, the good one. And finally, uh, Jesus uh, uh, serves, in a sense, the, 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 the very good wine. Uh, so the bad wine has become the very overturned. Um, and uh, yes, so, so, it, it, I find that this is uh, is interesting because uh, it helps us to understand that uh, the miracle is important because it uh, it stresses the the necessity not to uh, accept. Um, the flow of time as it is. I mean, uh, uh, there is uh, a different layer of temporality that uh, must uh, uh, be um, uh, taken into account um, and which uh, is uh, the time of God in a sense. So uh, the questions are um, required to uh, to leave uh, these two 
this double layer of, uh, of temporality. Of course, they live in the world, so they uh, they must live within the Kronos, but uh, bringing, um, bearing in mind that they uh, live also in a different layer of time in which uh, uh, the chronology of event can be overturned and the miracles uh, testify precisely this, uh, this idea. Does part of this address the distinction between the way things are, the sequence that, that does happen and the sequence that should happen or could happen? Is that, a, is, is that what's going on here? Yes, yes. Uh, well, um, the things, things happen in, in, uh, in, in some order. And um, in Kairos, they should happen in a different order, yes. So they should happen, but they can also happen because in the miracle, things uh, actually happen in a different way. So, um, uh, so in a sense, it's the breaking of the new layer of temporality into the layer of ordinary time, which is Kronos. So it is, uh, yeah. So uh, during the miracle, I would say this is the, the, the dynamics. There are some parallels with quantum mechanics in particular with Kairos. Yes, yes, of course. Well, here, uh, um, uh, the, uh, well, the topic is is complicated, of course, and uh, of course uh, uh, the debate is open. So I, I just can <laughs> speak for myself and just to, I, I give you my idea, my view. But of course. Uh, um, even because uh, quantum mechanics uh, has not a unique interpretation in philosophical terms, so it, it is probably the, the only uh, physical theory on which there is no there is there isn't a, a universal consensus about the interpretation of of, uh, of what, what is going on and. Of course, there is a general consensus about uh, uh, the prediction of quantum mechanics because uh, they are always, so far at least, uh, confirmed by, by, the by the experience. The experiments always confirm what the theory says, but uh, mm, uh, what, is the real, what is the real meaning of, uh, of the theory is, is a matter of, of debate of a lively debate, by the way. So um, there are different uh, uh, schools uh, that uh, often um, have very um, different ideas. So, so. But um, having said so, uh, in, in my opinion, um, there is a, a feature which is really interesting in quantum mechanics. That is um, the uh, dynamics of a quantum system is dictated by the so-called Schrodinger equation, which is an equation in the form of a classical Newtonian equation. This uh, uh, an equation that uh, I was saying before uh, just gives uh, mm, the the value of uh, of or some physical quantity um, 
over time. So it is completely deterministic. So we can uh, uh, predict uh, what uh, this quantity will be in one hour, two hours, and so forth. But uh, actually, this uh, uh, quantity that changes over time, that varies over time, has uh, has not a unique uh, meaning because it is not a, a real uh, a real uh, physical quantity such as the position or the velocity or the acceleration and so forth. But this is something different. It is an object that we call a uh, wave function uh, in which, uh, what, from which we can derive some uh, uh, values for our physical variable. But in order to get the value of the physical variable, given the time evolution of the wave function, we need to perform some other operation. And uh, um, these uh, operations um, are, well, um, give, give us uh, the value in uh, probabilistic terms, which means basically that uh, um, the value of uh, a physical quantity is kind of random or at least it has some probability, so it cannot be predicted, predicted uh, in, in, in exact uh, term. So I can, uh, so that the wave function evolves over time in a deterministic way. Uh, so I guess I could say that it evolves according to Kronos, basically. But then the value of, uh, say, the position of an electron um, uh, is uh, um, is completely random. Completely, maybe not. But it, it is. Uh, it has some. Uh, it, it is random to some extent. Uh, okay. So um, so the, the evolution of the position does not follow. A, a chronological evolution. So, in a sense, uh, uh, there is some parallelism between Kronos and Kairos. I would say that this time, uh, which uh, really um, uh, parameterizes the um, the position of the electron, is kind is more similar to Kairos than to Kronos, in a sense. Because it's unpredictable, so it is a happening. When I find that the electron here on my table, it's like, wow. So uh, it's something that happened and uh, I, I didn't expect. And um, yeah, so of course in quantum mechanics it's a combination of these two layers of, of temporality. And actually there have been attempts to to tame this uh, oddity. Um, and uh, with very serious uh, works by, for instance, uh, researchers such as David Bohm, Hugo uh, Everett, and others, um, uh, which have tried to, um, uh, to let the, uh, the position, for instance, of the electron uh, 
parameterized by the chronos only. Uh, so basically this attempt uh, are, are interesting because uh, uh, they want to bring back to the chronos uh, environment everything. Uh, and so in this way, well, if, uh, if, if successful, of course, this attempt would uh, uh, would can well yes would cancel the, the the randomness typical of the quantum world in a sense and this is basically the um, the idea behind uh, but um, though this uh, 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 this work are really interesting uh, they did not convince the whole scientific community because they um, introduced some other philosophical problem, I would say, that, uh, so, uh, so the debate is open and uh, this, uh, this is still uh, an issue that, that is discussed. In, in, the, in the theological context, when you have uh, Kairos, it's a, it happens when there's a meeting of the, of the divine and the and the human is that right yes 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 absolutely um and what uh, would that oh sorry go ahead no no please, please. Well, well i'm just wondering what that would then suggest about um thinking in terms of the say position of an electron in terms of of kairos um does that tell us something about the the, the limitations of our of our knowledge uh, or the limitations of our experiment or, or, or what? It seems like there might be something interesting to learn there about the nature of fun fundamental physics. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yes, again, mm, uh, I can find a, another parallelism uh, precisely between what you were mentioning. Uh, in particular, the idea of the Kairos as the meeting between uh, God and man um, is uh, uh, analogous to the idea of, uh, uh, of uh, the realization of, uh, of a physical quantity like position of an electron uh, in a lab because of course, this um, mm, mm, the fact that I was uh, mentioning before uh, that is uh, uh, the very fact that uh, when we want to calculate, when we want to to, to know the um, the position of a particle, we need to do some operation. Actually, these are operation are experimental operation. So it is the interplay between the observer and the physical system that gives uh, the answer about the position of an electron. We could say that, uh, we, we could say something more. Uh, it's it, not only the interplay between uh, the, the, the two subjects that makes, uh, that um, gives us uh, an answer about the position, but the position itself of the electron is made, is Mm, yes, is made by the um, during the measuring process. Before the measuring process, that is the 
uh, yes, the meeting in a sense between the experimenter and the physical system. Before that, no position uh, uh, existed uh, in a sense. So the, the, the position uh, actually uh, becomes a physical reality uh, only during the uh, measurement. That is only during the meeting between uh, the experimenter, the observer, and uh, the physical quantum system. Uh, and uh, this is kind of reminiscent of what happens uh, in, uh, in theology when the Kairos is really, um, uh, it is always about the meeting of man and God, just because, uh, as I was saying before, um, we uh, have some glimpse of Kairos uh, whenever we mm, find the action of the event, the action. Um, for instance, in the miracles, in the miracles, uh, there is the appearance of, uh, of a, a different reality, the divine reality, the, the reality of God which meets the reality of man. So it's precisely uh, within this interplay between man and God that, uh, that is really, that, that, um, that can only occur in Kairos. Kairos is really the, um, the time in which the meeting between man and God occurs. Uh, so again, uh, I, I can find a parallelism between that. But uh, let me just say one thing about these uh, parallelisms that uh, we are talking about. Of course, uh, it, it, because it may sound a little bit weird to, to find uh, uh, something which is similar in a sense in very different uh, contexts. And, um, uh, but uh, there is some... Uh, something important uh, uh, in finding these uh, parallelisms or this in finding common thinking uh, uh, patterns uh, because uh, this probably testified uh, occurring to me uh, the idea that uh, from a cultural point of view uh, uh, the uh, the way in which uh, people have tried to describe nature and they tried to describe uh, God, mm, uh, probably shared some uh, common thinking structures um, that uh, sometimes appear in in more evident way than in our, but but they are shared by by different disciplines. I mean, no uh, no discipline can just uh, build uh, its own categories uh, without any reference uh, to any other disciplines. So, um, in my opinion, there is a common core. Okay, among all, of course, the the the, the, the fields of of human knowledge, but in particular between uh, uh, theology and physics. Uh, um, and uh, not only about 
time, Kairos Kronos, but in many other um, idea and, and aspects. Uh, well, I studied a little bit this um, thing. I wrote a, a very small booklet about this in which I singled out some, well, kind of 12 common thinking categories in, uh, in physics and in theology. Uh, of course, this, uh, uh, this does not mean that uh, there is a direct uh, derivation of some physical uh, laws from the Bible, which is a little bit dangerous, uh, uh, or the other way around, and from uh, uh, from physics, I can derive some theological truth. Um, but there is a, a common sub substrate, a common layer. Yeah. So perhaps uh, it so perhaps it says something a bit about how we how we go about trying to understand the world more generally. Yes. Uh, well, yes. Uh, but um, in particular, if you think of theology, of course. Uh, Christian theology. I, I'm speaking of Christian theology. Uh, at the beginning, uh, if you think of the work of, of the work of the early um, Christian thinkers, of course, they, uh, in order to be able to to think about God and to describe God, they borrowed the thinking category from other disciplines, from Greek philosophy, basically, because uh, Greek philosophy was the um, the top of uh, of um, of cultural endeavor uh, at the time uh, was um, the, um, the the most advanced uh, thinking category available at the time. So they use uh, Greek philosophy in order to speak about God. Of course, those categories were not uh, produced to to speak about the Christian God, but for or completely other purposes, but uh, they use that. And uh, uh, of course, this, uh, this work uh, uh, went on. And um, in the, again, when Galileo and Newton uh, founded, in a sense, the, 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 the science, well, physics and the scientific method, of course, they also borrowed some categories from other disciplines, from philosophy, but also from theology. Um, oh, well, of course, uh, um, this, um, this doesn't mean that uh, uh, this attention should be, um, uh, must be uh, done on purpose or in a conscious way. It could be even, uh, not not so conscious unconscious but uh, um, but in the case of Newton for instance of course Newton was really aware of what he was speaking about because he had uh, a, a genuine interest in theology even very very particular but uh, Newton himself wrote a, a lot of uh, things about theology so uh, in his particular person, the two things uh, uh, were side by side. But in other, uh, of course, but in, of course, again, this doesn't mean that, of course, you, you can 
do uh, physics only if you believe in God. And of course, it is not the case. Uh, uh, but that, of course, you the way in which uh, we, we we speak about the world, the natural world, uh, always uh, is uh, well crosses other fields of, of knowledge. So we continuously continuously borrow categories, uh, thinking ideas, um, thinking structures and uh, yes and that now so just just to, to conclude this um and again this is particularly true in theology because in christian theology which uh, uh, has um, uh, has deliberately uh, did uh, done this uh, did, um, this job so, and of course, this uh, uh, is uh, due to the very fact that uh, uh, at the core of uh, Christian message, there is the incarnation of Jesus. So the come of uh, the divine reality in human likeness, um, in human form. And so uh, God himself, uh, uh, has wanted to borrow uh, human categories, human body, uh, to to bring uh, his message. So uh, that's why uh, Christian theologian, sorry, Christian theologians are allowed to do the same uh, to borrow uh, other category from from other human experiences. That's a very nice thought. That's, uh, that's fascinating. So that, I mean, that suggests that, I mean, a lot of separate uh, human enterprises, actually, we should think of them as having a lot more in common than they do. Like, I suppose science and religions are often thought to be in opposition to each other in a lot of ways. And at, at times in history, they have been, but that neglects the fact that there's actually a lot of exchange going on back and forth between right. the two of them. Yes, yes, and probably, uh, well, well, my, my purpose of my study on, on this uh, uh, has precisely this, uh, this aim to, uh, to favorite this uh, exchange, this interchange between, uh, between the, 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 the thinking, uh, categories so the two disciplines thank you very much Emanuele, for discussing this it's quite a it's quite a challenging and metaphoric topic in a way it's fascinating to see those connections between science and religion there are a lot so many connections and it's yeah. easy to not recognize that they're there yeah thank you Thanks for listening. I'm grateful to everyone at ICE at Dartmouth and to Emanuele Chancho for making this episode possible. We listen to The Wonder of Science by Lexin Music. Stay tuned for more episodes or check ice.dartmouth.edu. Thank you.